I'm uh, certainly not qualified to speak in such distinguished company, but I'm here more as uh, uh, the founder of the DPF to first welcome and thank all our brilliant panelists for agreeing to spend some time with us. And second, as a lifelong student, to see if I can uh, learn something uh, from the discussions. But having uh, engaged here, I'd maybe just throw out a couple of thoughts that have been uh, running in my mind. Of course, at the national level, the media is dominated by the ruling party. And we have seen the degradation all the way from you know, alleged speaking truth to power, to keeping quiet, to becoming acquiescent tools, to becoming blatant tools of uh, misinformation and propagation of, of false news. So, you know, on the one hand, I despair that the amount of money, and as Dharani pointed out, the lack of uh, lucrative business models without getting into bed with some of these guys. And I think especially the nexus between Facebook reliance and the ruling party that has recently been exposed by the uh, journalists without borders is the prime example. So, you know, whatever is the, the systems of democracy, the institutions that were built to prevent this kind of capture, to prevent this kind of monopoly, oligopoly, whether it's in the markets or in the news or in, uh, in elections, uh, seems to be failing. And yet, after all of that, if I look in Tamil Nadu over the last five years, two, three election cycles, including the local body elections, maybe four or five election cycles, Somehow, the BJP is not able to penetrate the ecosystem and not able to kind of continue or, or achieve the kind of threshold of disinformation, misinformation and control of the media, either through uh, lit social media where we can track it or through WhatsApp or through anything else. And I often wonder, what is it that makes us different? Is it that, the, that we have a different language? Is it that the our culture is so rooted? Is it that we have such uh, high education levels and we have such high penetration of the internet all the way to the rural hinterlands that almost everybody has a cell phone, I mean, has a smartphone and therefore people are getting information from multiple sources all the time. And other than this niche, which I will, uh, in my experience, uh, for those who didn't know, I set up and ran the DMK IT wing for a while, for a few years. In my experience, the most vulnerable to this kind of false propaganda and sense of kind of, um, what can I say, jingoistic identity politics were upper class, idle rich, relatively not engaged in the economy, relatively, uh, you know, old money, relatively bemoaning the, the loss of their dominance or the loss of their exclusive uh, status and uh, looking for some reason to feel that they were patriotic or somehow contributing to society when they were not. That slice, very narrow slice, was susceptible to it. But the, the BJP never seemed to get past that. And, and I, I don't say the BJP for any other reason other than that they are the ruling party, they have tens of thousands of crores in electoral bonds and they dominate the media. That's all I mean. It could be any party, but the ruling party. So what is it that makes us different? What is it that prevents that kind of uh, domination of the media and uh, what is it that uh, separates us? What lessons can we learn from it for the rest of the country? 
these are some things that I, I think about and I'll just leave them out there. Uh, welcome everybody again and uh, conclude my remarks. Thank you. If I put together both uh, Siddharth Vadaran's points and uh, Mr. Ram's points, you know, some of it is very intriguing to me. Is it that uh, if you have a relatively, um, you know, if you have the people's mandate in a way that the authoritarian forces uh, cannot stop, you know, because if you look at much of North India, if you look at Delhi, if you look at the Hindi belt, if you look at many of these places, it is uh, the, the electoral victories that, uh, I mean, the money and all of that stuff comes, but it starts with the electoral victory and it starts with this perception of invincibility. It starts with the perception of dominance in the public sphere that really may be at the core of uh, whatever they can then leverage for intimidation and kind of, uh, you know, uh, browbeating and all these other things, and, you know, including maybe leveraging the judiciary and so forth. So is it that in a place like Tamil Nadu, because the people are never going to be kind of uh, cowed and brought down to that authoritarian kind of uh, uh, you know, template, is that the basis that we still have a relatively independent press? Question one. Question two, is it that we are a relatively well-to-do state, a relatively affluent state, and uh, there is enough business in media. There, I mean, there's enough revenue in media, both at the state level and at the, at the, the natural economy, at the commercial level, that independent media organizations don't have to worry too much about both the carrot and the stick. You know, and to be fair, after Ms. Jalanta's time, uh, for all the other faults that I will lay at the uh, ADMK government, uh, they rarely engage in the kind of uh, uh, legal or extrajudicial or extra-constitutional kind of threatening that she used to do to the press. They, you know, uh, my, my friends across the aisle uh, had many faults, but they were not authoritarian or not that aggressive in their uh, attempts to control the media, at least uh, in my understanding. So, um, you know, with rare exceptions, maybe it is in Tamil Nadu that we are uh, a relatively self-contained economy. We are not dependent on the center either for for funds or for, uh, you know, kind of uh, that the, 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 our mold of the average voter and the public mind is more independent. Maybe that's a result of education. Maybe that's a result of social liberation, whatever it is. But, you know, maybe those are some of the things that, that give you uh, a key to having relatively independent institutions. Um, and it is a function of time. As you have economic development, uh, like some theories go about how the US went through the same kind of, uh, you know, uh, what do you say, a, a growth of democracy as the per capita income increased. Uh, and the growth of institutions as uh, economic activity uh, became more widespread. Maybe that's the, the hope for the future for a place like India. I'll just say the reverse, which is that, uh, you know, there was a very interesting uh, essay by somebody about Putin. And I think it was it was titled the, the, the Dictator Trap. That eventually, if you browbeat all independent opinions and all kind of uh, real data from reaching you, um, you know, you can sustain this 
control of the media, control of the narrative for so long, but it's not infinite. At some point, uh, the reality bursts through. Uh, I would have thought that point was the number of dead bodies floating in the Ganges and on the riverbanks, but clearly that wasn't the point. But at, at some other point, maybe, uh, there will be a reconciliation. And that the you know the emperor's new clothes will will be uh, kind of exposed after all. So I, I, it's it's fascinating how all these components tie together because at the core of it has to be a viable financial model. You know even for some great institution like the Wire, uh, if they are not able to at least sustain, maybe they don't live well. But 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 the the model provides sustenance, and of course at a scale of 1.4 billion people. It may not be that hard to find sustenance for a relatively lean operation, uh, but if you want many like that, maybe you have to have an ecosystem like Tamil Nadu, where there's enough economic activity, there's enough, uh, you know, the progression of democracy, and and the economy has reached the people has reached a place where people are willing to, uh, or, or inclined to, ask for more rights, more institutions, more. um reality and that's the basis it's hard for me to say but uh, but it's been very thought provoking i i've learned a lot thank you very much i apologize i had another commitment i have to run because we just finished the budget session today uh, but thank you again very much uh, we we always enlightened as as we said when we started this ideas are the life blood of any movement uh, we feel very happy with where our movement has gotten us but we have a long way to go and we are immensely benefited by insights from uh, from you know uh, luminaries like yourselves thank you